Praise be Jesus Christ. Now and forever. Hi, everyone. This is Father Connolly. And I'm Alexandra Sullivan. And you're listening to Raising Saints, Helping Kids Hear God's Voice. We're going to take your kids' questions on God, the faith, and the church and see if we can answer them. So that all of us, all together, can grow in our faith. So what do you say we start with a prayer? Sounds good. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God, we thank you so much for the gift of our faith. We know it's a gift freely given to us by you who love us so much. And we thank you for this gift. We thank you for our lives. And we ask you to help us to grow, to learn, and to grow closer to you each and every day. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. All right, Father, you ready for our first episode? No, but let's do it anyway. (laughs) All right. Very good. Let's get started. So our first question is a hard one, and it's going to be from a little girl named Caroline who is four years old. So I'm going to play that for you, and then we'll get started. Okay. Sounds good. Hi, this is Caroline from Westboro, Massachusetts, and she would like to know who made God. Wow, Caroline, that was a great question. Who made God? That's definitely something that uh, I think at one point or another we've probably all thought about, right? Definitely my kids have. Yeah. Yeah. That everything is made. If you think about it, everything that exists, everything that we enjoy has a maker, that um, nothing just appears out of thin air. So, of course, we would wonder then um, who made God. So, of course, though, we know the answer is no one, right? God is the creator himself. So God himself is eternal. Uh, So Caroline, you know, that means that God has always, always existed, that before anything else and after everything else is gone, God has always existed. He's always been here and he will always be here. Um, and, And though it doesn't seem to make sense at first, nothing no one made God. God uh, is, like I said, eternal. I think maybe a little image of uh, a familiar game might help us. Have you ever, um, Alexandra, have you ever set up dominoes with your family? And yeah. yeah, actually, John was setting them up just the other day. Yeah, isn't that funny? Uh, you you set them all up right, and you something has to move that first one, and then the fun is watching them all right fall apart. Yeah. <laughs> but imagine if that first domino, if you could set it all up and that first domino just spontaneously jumps into the one in front of it. Right. Pushed itself on its own. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even that's not a perfect analogy because someone has to set them up. Right. Right. But let's use our imagination here for, for the sake of, uh, you know, um, this question, because we know nothing can ever perfectly describe God. Wow. Um, our minds just can't grasp perfectly all of that. But God would sort of be like that spontaneous jumping little domino that he is the one who sets everything in motion. Um, in, In philosophy, we talk about the unmoved mover. So the one who moves everything else, but he himself isn't moved. Um, and like I said, uh, 
our analogy isn't perfect because somebody has to come in and, and set up the dominoes. Somebody had to make the dominoes. You know, someone had to make the factory that makes the dominoes. Right. Someone had to come up with the idea for the right, game. Right. But um, pushing it as far as we can, uh, it's sort of like that first domino, if it could just spontaneously jump into the next one, uh, that would sort of be what we're talking about with God. That. He is the one who created all of us. So, of course, we'd want to know who created him. Right. Well, no one. So another image I think is a little bit helpful as we think of like our parents, right? Well, who made me? My mom and dad. Mm. Who made who mom made and dad? Who made them, right. Grandma and grandpa. Mm -hmm. Who made grandma and grandpa? Great grandma and grandpa. And right. great, 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 you know, back. So... We can explain each generation, right? Each uh, number of greats that we put before grandma and grandpa mm. by someone who made them. But at a certain point, we get back as far as we can go, you know, our great, 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 great times about a bajillion right. uh, <laughs> grandma and grandpa. Then we'll eventually get to Adam and Eve. Mm -hmm. Right? The first uh, man and woman created by God out of the earth. Then God himself. And again, who made God? Well, that's a wonderful question. Uh, Isn't this kind of one of the proofs that God exists? Because we go back and back and back, and eventually yeah. something had to make everything that was created. So it's yeah. kind of like a logical way of thinking, like, well, there must be a God because something had to create. All Absolutely. of these things, right? Yeah. And that's interesting too, because a lot of people would take that argument and then say, well, then science, that's the answer. Mm -hmm. Okay. But who made science? Right. <laughs> science didn't make itself. And some people want to say that, you know, for instance, the Big Bang Theory, and, um, that all that exists is just random. Mm -hmm. And it just sort of came out of nowhere, a collision of particles um, that has somehow ended up with us. Um, but you're right. That's such a, a beautiful proof of God himself because we can, as we've learned over the years, reconcile faith and science, that it's not two things that are opposed to each other. Rather, a beautiful explanation of look at what an amazing creator God really is. Look at what an intelligent designer he is. Mm -hmm. The beauty that we find in our lives. Look at a, a gorgeous sunset or the way the seasons change. Although up in the Northeast, I'm starting to feel a little bit tired of this particular season. Okay, creator, <laughs> We're almost there. do something about that for us. <laughs> We're almost there. <laughs> but uh, it's not that faithful people who believe in God would deny the reality of science, scientific explanations of all that, but rather would say, no, right on. Absolutely. Let's follow that evidence. That's great. But who ultimately is the instigator of that? Who's that, that first domino that set right. the rest Started of the dominoes into moving. motion? Mm -hmm. And that's God. So Caroline, awesome great question. question. Yeah. Four years old. You're going to be a philosophy major before you know it. Who made God? God made God. God, made God, God. is eternal. No one made God. Uh, but God is such a loving, 
uh, creator who made all of us and everything we enjoy. So uh, thanks so much, Caroline. That's a great question. Thank you, Caroline. So, Father, we have a second question today from a, a seven-year-old boy. And following along the lines of who made God, it's another question about creation. So right. I'll play that for you, and um, you can give us your best answer. Hi, my name's Nathan. I'm seven years old. I'm from Massachusetts. My question is, I know that Adam and Eve ate from the tree, but why did they listen to the devil? Thanks, Nathan. That's another really great question. Um, we know that Adam and Eve ate from the tree, but why did they listen to the devil? So what we're talking about is the, the tree of knowledge of good and evil, right? That in the Garden of Eden, uh, in paradise, God has, has provided this utopia, this perfect place, this paradise for Adam and Eve. The only thing he told them not to do was do not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So at that point, Adam and Eve are fine. They're saying, okay, great. We have plenty of other trees to go eat right. from. No, no problem here. We don't need that. Right. But then Nathan, as you as you mentioned, another character enters the story, and we know unfortunately how it goes that the devil, in the form of a, a serpent, he comes and he tricks Adam and Eve into eating the the fruit of this tree, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So why did they listen to him? They had everything. You know, wouldn't wouldn't they have just said, oh, you know what? No, no, God told us not to eat from there. So mm -hmm. thanks, but no thanks. Right. Um, but no, they do. And then we know the result is, is original sin that we inherit from Adam and Eve that is, thanks be to God, wiped away by our baptism. But nonetheless, the world then became imperfect because of this, this sin, this instance in which Adam and Eve disobeyed God. They didn't listen to God. He had told them, don't eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and yet they did. So why did they listen to the devil? Well, I think first it would be good for us to think about who the devil is, right? Um, I think most of us want to try to avoid him, right? We try to pretend that that he doesn't exist, that um, uh, it's just better to think happy thoughts and, and only good <laughs> things. And and uh, and that's true, of course. I only want to think about happy things. But also, you know, we do have to, to realize that it's true, that great story we read about in the Bible and in our first book of the Bible, Genesis. And it's true. And it's better for us to to learn about it than to try to ignore it. So who is who is the devil? Who is this serpent who comes in and, and tricks Adam and Eve? Um, so the devil is actually an angel. Right. Yeah, He's but he's a fallen angel. Didn't he want to be better than God or as powerful as God? Mm-hmm. Amen. That's what it was. Exactly. So he he's an angel with all the powers and all the intelligence of angels. But he made a very bad decision. Now, before we even talk about his decision, it would be good just to say a word about the difference between decisions of angels and decisions of human beings. Oh, right. Yeah. My kids have asked about this too. Yeah. Why did, why, once you make a decision as an angel, that's mm -hmm. it, it's binding, right? Right. You can't go back. Right. So think about, um, I don't know if you 
have if you and John have said this to your kids at all, I'm I'm willing to bet some money that you have. I think most parents have, uh, and kids, I'm sure you've heard this from mom and dad, right? That when you've done something that you're not supposed to do, sometimes you might hear, "You should have known better." Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You should have known better. I I I taught you differently. Why did you do this thing? that you shouldn't have done, you should have known better. You should have known not to do that. That's kind of what God says to the angels. Now, fortunately, most of the angels used their knowledge because angels have an intelligence, a knowledge that's so much more powerful than ours. So God created these angels, and they have such intelligence, they have such understanding of God, so much better than ours, Mm -hmm. that there's really no excuse for them to turn against him because right. they can see his glory. They can they can understand so much more about God than we can. So when the devil and his companions decided to turn against God, that was an irreversible decision. They can't go back from that. Right. Because as mom and dad say sometimes, as God sort of said to them, you should have known better. Mm. We thank God that that's not really the case with us, right? That we do have those times when when we sin, when we do things that we shouldn't do. And to a certain point, we can say, okay, I should have known better. Because God reveals things to us throughout our lives. But nonetheless, we can always be forgiven and try again. Because we don't have the full understanding that angels do. We don't have that that uh, more uh, glorious understanding of God and of creation and all that the angels were given. So here's the main difference. When we sin, when we do something we shouldn't do, we can always, 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 and I can't stress this enough, we can always tell God we're sorry and ask for his forgiveness, and we know he's going to forgive us. He's going to give us another chance no matter how many times it takes. It's different for the angels because... They should have known better. And so uh, they have one chance. Now, most of them took that chance and made the right choice. They chose God. Right. Now they live in the glory of heaven, singing his praises in eternity. It's amazing. A few of them decided that they didn't need God. So naturally, that was the wrong choice. <laughs> <laughs> wrong choice. Absolutely. Yeah. And they can't get back from that. So that's the situation the devil's in. He so now knows. he's separated for eternity. Yeah. Right. He has no chance, unlike us, God's children, he has no chance of coming back from that bad choice. Uh, so he's pretty angry. Right. Yeah. You can imagine, you know, if um, if you did something wrong and and God forbid if mom and dad said they won't forgive you or be pretty upset by yeah, that. Yeah, of course. You know? Yeah. Um, thanks, God. Thanks be to God. We don't have to face that. But that's where the devil is at this point. You know, he's sliding around the garden, the mm-hmm. serpent that he is, right? And he uh, he's miserable. Yeah, really, right? Absolutely miserable. And when you're angry, you want other people to be angry too. Or rather, you don't want right. them to be happy. Yeah, that's right. That's a better way of putting it. Right. You, don't, you don't want them to experience what you can't experience. Um, so that's 
That's what the devil's going through. He is so upset. He's so angry. He's so miserable. And now he sees Adam and Eve, and they're enjoying this paradise. They're so happy. And he says, ah, ha, ha, I'm going to get them. Right? So he comes over to Eve, and he says, oh, don't you want to eat you know, this fruit from this tree? And good Eve, she says, well, no, that's, you know. We were told not to. Yeah, that's, right. uh, that's the wrong tree. Look at all these other trees, but no, not this one. God said no. So the devil lies to her then, and he says, no, no, no. Listen, God only said that because he knows that if you eat the fruit from that tree, if you get then that knowledge of good and evil that that fruit will give you, you're going to be just as powerful, maybe even more powerful than God. And he doesn't want to share that. He wants to be the most powerful. Don't you want to be more powerful than God? That's a temptation that I think a lot of us face, right? No, I I have a question, follow up here. Okay. If they're in the garden and they're in the presence of God, why did they believe his lies? Mm. Right? They they should have known better, right? Well, they they I think we could say they could have known better if they remained faithful and because remember they're still human even though they're in this state um this uh before the fall right. state, you know, big fancy word we might use for that pre-lapsarian, uh, you know. That's before, a big word for us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but this state that they're in before the fall, they're still human and their knowledge and all is imperfect. And um, if they had stayed faithful, then perhaps, you know, God would have revealed in his time what he wanted to reveal. But nonetheless, um, humans have been created with this innate longing, this sort of uh, hole inside us that can only be fulfilled by God. Now, Adam and Eve were certainly experiencing the fulfillment of that uh, more than we are now after sure. after their fall. Um, but I think what I'm getting at is I think this temptation of the devils, this offer that he puts forth, you know, like, hey, look, here's a way you can uh, become more powerful. I think that spoke to that longing that they had. Sort of made sense too, right? Like, well, God loves you, so why would he not give you this good thing? Right. Right? Why would he put that off limits? Yeah. Are you sure that's what yeah, he really had to say? He's holding out on you. Right. Yeah. And think of the ways we do it even today. You know, we we know that we're not totally fulfilled until we have God perfectly, right? And that comes in heaven. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like St. Augustine said, you know, our hearts are restless until they rest in you. So there's this restlessness, this emptiness. Um, maybe it's not always a dramatic emptiness. Maybe it's just a little bit sometimes, but we sometimes can try to fill it with all sorts of other things, uh, money, power, popularity. And we might do things that really we could have known better. But if we had waited with God and let him show us the way, he could have shown us a better way to fulfill uh, our lives. But in our in our haste, in our desire for that fulfillment, we might choose these other things that are that are wrong. Uh, and I think that's what Adam and Eve were going through. They sort of quickly jumped at that chance. Mm-hmm. Right to uh, to listen to that lie, and say, "Well, okay, you know, it must be 
a good thing for us to eat then from this tree because if they can make us like God. Um, but they bought into that lie. Uh, you know, I have a follow-up question for you, okay. if you don't mind. Um, why did God put that tree there? Mm. Right, Because he could have made the world just without that temptation. So why yeah. put it there for us? I think God put that tree there as an opportunity. I, I won't say quite a test because that might come more across as as, as sort of vindictive, you know. Sure. Um, but an opportunity for humanity to express its love for God, right? God created us purely out of love. God didn't need us. Right? Sure. God is God. God's God's got it all. He's mm-hmm. you know he he doesn't he doesn't need us but because god is love right he has so much love to share in his love he created us he created us for love uh for love of him especially i think that was an opportunity then to show him how much we loved him by saying you know he's asked me not to do this and even if i don't understand why i'm going to respect that because of how much I love him. Sure. Um, and that happens too in our everyday lives, right? Um, I know that I've had times when my parents have, have laid down a, a rule or something, and I remember thinking, you know, well, this makes no sense. It's funny how as a kid you, yeah. know, you sort of have it all figured out, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, I, I know what's good for me. <laughs> what's yeah. the joke that my? it's amazing how much my dad was able to learn and, uh, you know, but between my – 18th birthday and 21st birthday <laughs> yes. and how much smarter my dad got yeah because we learn you know over time we we learn uh, but sometimes we do have to just accept a rule um, as an opportunity to say you know I don't agree with this I don't understand this but you know mom has asked me to follow this rule and, right. and if I do that I can show her how much I love her, you know. Um, I think it's ridiculous that I can't play baseball in the living room. Yes, but, although we do what? play soccer in our living room, <laughs> which drives me crazy. Yeah, but no, it does. G- it gives kids the chance to trust that yeah. their their parents love them, right? I mean, yeah. ultimately, parents have the best intentions for their kids and want the best, so they may have to make rules mm. that the children don't agree with. Yeah, right. So if the child chooses to obey it, it's letting, really letting their trust grow. Yeah. So. Yeah, their, their trust and their respect and their love for mom and dad. It's, it's coming through. It's saying, I don't agree, I don't understand, but I love you, so I'm going to follow this. Right. I think that's um, kind of what's going on, that it's this opportunity to express our love. Now, we didn't really do it so well did we because no. now here we are adam and eve they did they did eat that fruit um but we know the rest of the story right and thanks be to god the um the salvation that comes with jesus christ god made man the second person of the trinity uh, in his incarnation um the great christmas mystery right that he becomes one of us to to love us to work miracles among us, to preach to us, and then ev- eventually sacrifice his life for us and then rise to show us that sin, this lie that Adam and Eve believed, doesn't have any power anymore. 
uh, and that God will always, always forgive us. I think, uh, you know, maybe in, in closing here, just a beautiful image that when Jesus gave his life for us, after he gave his life on the cross, he before he rose, he went to, to round up everybody who had been waiting for this, who had been waiting for the opportunity to go home to heaven. Um, first among them, Adam and Eve. Imagine oh, yeah. that reunion. You Never know, really that, thought about that. Yeah, yeah. Imagine that beautiful reunion that, that Jesus, the new Adam, right? That the first Adam said no to God. Jesus, God made man, now is the new Adam. And he's saying a perfect yes to God. And he goes down and rounds up everybody to bring them home to heaven. Finally, now forgiveness is here. And just imagine that beautiful reunion that though they believed a lie of the devil, now they're beholding truth himself, Jesus Christ. And they're together again, God and his first, his beloved creation. A beautiful reunion. And now it gives us such great hope that no matter what we do, no matter whether or not we could have or should have known better, sure, God will always forgive us because of how much he loves us. Great. Thank you. So thanks so much, Caroline and Nathan, for your great questions. We've had such a good time talking about creation, who made God, and and if Adam and Eve knew that they shouldn't eat that fruit of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, and why did they listen to the devil, and these wonderful questions about creation that have got us thinking, and, and uh, hopefully they've got us praying too. Let's bring it to prayer and, and just thank God for for all that he's done for us and these great questions, and we look forward to to many, many more. Right. So if any of these um, answers have made you think of new questions for us, or if you just have a question in your head, we would love to hear from you. Uh, And it's pretty easy. You can record a voice memo on your parents' phone or computer at home and email us at RaisingSaintsPodcast at gmail.com. That's one way. The other option is to use an app in the App Store called Anchor, A-N-C-H-O-R, and you will find our webpage, Raising Saints, and you can record a voice memo right on our webpage. So either option will work for you, and we hope to get lots of questions from all of you. Thanks, everyone. God bless you.